Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. And oh my goodness, Benny, Happy New Year. Thank you, you two. Happy New Year! I know. Year. I feel like we have to throw Woo. confetti again. <sighs> yeah, for those of you here in the Seattle area, uh, we normally have fireworks, you know, with the Space Needle. It was pretty windy, I understand. Yeah, they uh, the old fire marshal uh, stopped by the old <laughs> Seattle Space Needle <laughs> and said, nope, not going to have it. And this was like, not I think, minutes before, minutes before. it was supposed yeah. to happen. So there was a lot of frustrated uh, viewers, yeah. uh, so to speak, at the bottom of the Space Needle. But yeah, it ended up being a really nice evening anyways. I have mm-hmm. to tell you, I watched it, and the light show alone was beautiful. So they had a backup plan, apparently. Really beautiful, yeah. and they went ahead, and you could hear the music. And I think it was, I think it was just. Fine. We'll do this. We'll bring it back yeah. just for them. <laughs> just there you for go. That. Just yeah. for them. See, I knew I could fill a good void for them. Yeah. Okay. That's it, about all you're gonna get. Yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's about all I can afford here. Yeah, I have to tell you too that uh, a few of a few people contacted me, and they said, Loretta, I don't know what's going on, but we feel like coming into the new year that we can already feel a difference and. I, I am one of these hopeful girls, you know. I'm with you. I, I feel like... Not the girl part, but oh. <laughs> the guy part. Not the girl part. I'm I mean, glad to hear that. I'm in touch with my feminine energy. Yeah, you I, are. I get that. You are definitely. Sure. But it just makes you more attractive as well, a man. Well, thank you very much. That's right. Yeah, we like we like those sensitive guys, but... I'm still out there, baby. Yes. Uh, still out there. Benny is still out there, for those of you <laughs> <laughs> wondering. <laughs> <laughs> phones light up. Yeah, the phones. Light. I was just gonna say, there's three callers right now. No. But uh, uh, anyway, I'm Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Greater Seattle area for the last 25 years. Craziness. We offer all kinds of things out there to help you. Everything from just relaxation to uh, higher consciousness thoughts. So that's what this show is all about. And um, I can't think of actually a better way. To start the new year, then just to jump right in and bring my special guest on. And uh, his, his, my guest, by the way, excuse me, I was just coughing a little bit. Uh, Professor Irvin Laszlo, twice nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, is a prolific author, a co-author or editor of more than 100 books translated into over 24 languages. He's He's contributed so many papers and speeches and so forth. I don't even know where to begin with that. He is a scientist, a philosopher, an advocate of the theory of quantum consciousness, and a futurist. He is a longtime editor of the acclaimed international periodical World Futures, the Journal of General Evolution, the founder of two international think tanks, Club of Budapest and General Evolution Research Group, and the founder and director of the Laszlo Institute of New Paradigm Research. And we're going to be discussing his new book, Reconnecting to the Source, the New Science of Spiritual Experience, How It Can Change You, and How It Can Transform the World. Welcome to the show, Dr. Laszlo. So nice to have you. Well, Loretta, it's very, very nice to be here. Please call me Irvin so we can talk nicely to each other, have a good chat. <laughs> Irvin, ah. I love it. And, and yeah, thank you. I so appreciate that. Um, I have read your book. It's, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. And I'd like to kind of start with a, a fairly broad question. How did a man who started as a concert pianist end up as, a, as an academic in the quantum world. And that's a broad well, stroke. <laughs> yeah. Curiosity, I think. <laughs> Once I started asking questions while I was a concert pianist and I was a child prodigy too, then I asked questions, why am I doing this? What am I doing? And what is the, my function in the world? And then I started asking, who am I really? And how do I know what I need to do? And is there a mission to it? Then all these questions take you to philosophy, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I want to, want to get answers that are more solid than just thinking about their thoughts, and then I went to science. So I ended up by a philosophy of science and founding the, the, the systems view of the world and the systemic concept, the system theory 
and general and systems evolutionary theory and went on you know so this was already quite some time ago but you, once you start in this sort of thing you can't stop there's always more to ask more more fascinating things to discover because there's so much has been discovered so much has is coming forth now in the sciences and about our situation on this earth, which is a very, very curious and very critical one. So to be awake and have a higher consciousness at this time, I think, is a, is a really an important thing. I, I, I love uh, what you said. I, there's so much in that. The title of your book alone, Reconnecting to the Source and the New Science of Spiritual Experience, what do you mean reconnecting to the source? What is the source? And why do we want to reconnect? Well, because we are lost. Mm. We need to connect to some place that we, can, that, uh, that we can believe in. The source could be in a spiritual way. You can talk about the higher consciousness. You can talk about the cosmic consciousness. You can talk, you can talk about God or Brahman or Tao or the great spirit, or you talking and talking about the universe as we are beginning to find out and, and know it these days. So when you ask yourself, what is this all about? And then when you turn to, is you're turning to the source. The source is really how we came to be, how the world came to be. Because I, it, according to science, we have not been here all the time. Not even the universe was here at all time. Uh, for all times and probably will not be here forever but it was born and it develops it's called evolution and we're all part of this tremendous wave of of uh, development and uh, where where both our body and our mind are becoming more articulate we are a unique species at least on this planet and we need to know more about who we are and so as to find our way again sadly and we can talk about that we can talk about almost anything you like but if you can want to talk about the current critical situation i mean the answer to that is why we need to connect to the source is because we are become disconnected in the past 50 100 years or so we have moved in a direction which is divergent from the natural world of evolution of of life of the planet and we better find our way back otherwise we are risking our very existence in on this point in the universe when you say that we've moved away from i know in your book you talk about um three big bangs and we are approaching as you say a, a critical situation on planet earth uh what were those big bangs and and are we headed toward another one well, this is one way of looking at it, of course, because there is some very big change coming. And this big, there have been other big changes. And of course, when the universe itself was born, that was the original Big Bang, and that's 13.8 billion years ago, according to latest calculations. And that was a, a, a tremendous thing, because up, up to, until this time, there was something in the cosmos, but nothing that we could recognize as part of a physical universe. So when that was born, that was certainly the Big Bang. But then there were other major transfer, transformations. When life was created, was certainly a second Big Bang. When life emerged in the primeval soup at the surface of the Earth, 20 billion years or so ago, or no, actually, less, sorry, about 6 billion years ago or so. And then there was another tremendous transformation on this Earth, at least, and living things emerged, living beings emerged on the planet, and some of these living beings developed a higher form of awareness, including their own awareness of themselves and of their surroundings. And this was the birth of mind and consciousness, and sure, that was a big bang too. And now here we are. We are created an unsustainable critical condition which we cannot sustain, but we can change. So the up to us whether we change it or not. And this change, I think, and I've been saying this now for 20 years, at least or more, 
that a big bang or a big transformation is coming, a world shift is coming. Now I can say it is has come. We are in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of this big change, and I, this is the thing that people ask me the most. In fact, somebody uh, listening to the show sent me this question. What can, what can we do? especially people that are looking at the changes, and like you say, we are in the middle of change. Um, what can we do to help assist with that change or to consciously be part of that change? And are we changing fast enough, or what is your opinion on that? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> that's the big question. Are we changing fast enough? Certainly there are changes going on. There's a new awareness on Earth young people are already moving forward, but all sensitive people are already, we are beginning to feel it. But we also see it because what we call climate change is a manifestation of this unsustainability. What we see as, this, as the increasing level of unrest in the world, just look up the evening news or morning news or whatever international broadcast you have, Wherever you look in the world, there's all, there are always more and more conflicts, aggressions, violence, unrest altogether. And these are not disconnected. We are in a situation increasingly in, in which we have removed ourselves from the solid sound basis of evolving with the planet, evolving with the biosphere. We no longer go with it. We have developed the technology and we are using that technology to satisfy some short-term purposes. And doing that means that we can actually create some advantages for ourselves, but at the harm, at the expense of the sustainability and of the life and of the development of the world around us. So from the short-sighted, narrowly self-focused kind of life concept and worldview, we have to shift back to what we have had in the classical times, a more holistic, naturalistic way, a cosmic way, understanding ourselves as part of an evolving universe. That, I think, is what we need. What we need. And it's in, in a way, it's coming. But if it's coming fast enough, that is a good question. So this, this um, connection that you're speaking of, you know, uh, reconnecting back in a classical way, as you say, a, a more holistic way. Can you talk to the listening audience just a little bit about that connection, that quantum connection? Well, what we call quantum, really, it's, it's just a new concept of the universe. It's not a question, it's not a universe of matter, of just matter and energy. It's a universe of information, not just information that's made by humans, information that's there in the world. Why is in the universe something rather than nothing? Why is this something that is in the universe coherent and consistent so that we can understand it? Why not just vague, vague bubbles and waves interfering and moving together in a, in a chaotic way? That could also be, that would be the more likely story. Something is organizing, something is creating coherence in the world. Einstein was very much struck with that, said that's the most remarkable thing about the universe, that it's coherent. We would not have science, we would not have an understanding of anything unless the world, including ourselves, had a basic coherence. Mm. So this basic coherence, uh, just me just mention this fact, and then you can develop it in any way you like. This basic coherence cannot be a chance phenomenon. This is a very big change, you know, because in mainstream science, after a few years ago, and in some quarters, of course, in the world still today, there is a dogma. It says that there is no purpose to the universe. Everything is a series of random interactions. And out of this random interaction, something pops out that we can first identify it as a quark, as a, as, a, as a nucleus of an atom, then as an atom, then as a molecule, then as a crystal, as a macromolecule or, 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 or a complex molecule, and then finally living beings and ecologies and planets and galaxies and so on. So that's this long story in a very, very short way. So something has happened and this is not what is happening is not truly 
purely random, not purely by chance. And I want to emphasize this in my new book, which I have, just as I've emphasized it in my previous books in the past few years, including the one, The Intelligence of the Cosmos. And what I want to say is that understanding this is an understanding that there is some higher will or purpose in the universe. If you are religious and spiritual, you call it the higher consciousness in the world. If you are a scientist, even if you are a skeptical scientist, you must now agree that there is something which I, for the simplicity's sake, I call, but in system sciences we name an attractor, something that organizes randomness so that it's not purely random. And that is what I think there is in the universe. And the big story, I think what I want to emphasize in my new book, now Reconnecting to the Source, is that this attractor, this something which organizes, which creates systems and coherence, is not just outside, it's in us. And we can approach this, we can understand it, we can feel it, we can become aware of it, we can apprehend it. And so for me, the way out, the way forward, is not just trying to go blindly and also not trying to just to follow instructions because there is nobody on the global level who would tell you this is the right way, go that way. And there are classical religions, of course, there are spirituality, there are police politics, but none of that is really as too truly aligned with the needs of the time, sufficient to the needs of the time. So we need to recognize this attractor, which I call the holotropic attractor. Holos, this means wholeness in, in classical Greek. Tropic, you know, tropism is an attraction, is a movement toward something. And that we are, there's a movement in the universe for the past 13.8 billion years, a movement that is away from randomness and toward system and coherence. And we are part of that movement, only we have disregarded this, and it's time to get back. This um, holotrop holotropic attractor is what you called it? Yes, indeed. And it, it, from your book, and, and I'm just letting the listening audience know that, um, you know, Irvin Laszlo's book, um, Reconnecting to the Source, you, you will be able to approach this. It's not so uh, lofty in, in quantum theory and, and systems analysis, things like that. It's very approachable. Uh, because you have included in it what you call a bouquet of spiritual experiences. So could you talk a little bit more about those spiritual experiences? And I do want to say um, th this attractor then is something that organizes. It's not random. And is that why you brought in all of these exper spiritual experiences into the book? Because I'm convinced on my own experience also. Mm. This attractor is in us, in our consciousness. There is a deep tropism, a deep attraction in us. And to access this, to find it, we have to move inside us, deeper into, into ourselves. That means cutting, shutting off for a while this constant rat race, this mad chatter, the so-called monkey chatter of our brain, and finding a little bit the quietness, the calmness, the reflection, which enables you to find more the inner voice. There's a voice in all of us. So I asked almost two dozen people whom I happen to know, whom I was in contact with as, as, a, as a thinker and philosopher and scientist, who are all trustworthy people, very, very genuine people, and asked them, did you have what you would call a spiritual experience, or perhaps several spiritual experiences? And without exception, those I asked said, yes, indeed, we did. And it changed completely the way we were thinking, the way we were being. So I asked them to describe it. And you know, the interesting thing is that there is something common to all of them. It is expressed in a way, in an emotional way. And the emotional way is belonging, oneness, wholeness, attraction, and ultimately as love. And the, and the scientific way is coherence and, uh, and 
and creation of complexity. So what seems to be from the outside coherent, complex systems viewed from the inside as a felt reality is a felt, a feeling of oneness, of belonging, and ultimately a feeling of unconditional, genuine love. And this comes through in all of those experiences, the remarkable experiences beyond space and time, beyond the ordinary limits of consciousness. Uh, they describe it in ways that normally serious scientists and philosophers will not because they're worried about what people will say about them, their colleagues and so on. But here they have been asked and they opened up and they tell us what is it really that moves them. And it's a remarkable experience just to read this experiences, each in their own way, very different people, business managers, some scientists, others, spiritual, not just, not just spiritual people, but also very practical people in various levels, they come forth with experiences that have changed their life. And these experiences focus, ultimately focus on the sensation that we are belong, that we belong to each other, and that the sensation that we have not just to other people, but to other things, to nature, and ultimately to the universe, is a sensation that you can best describe as unconditional, unremitting love. Unconditional, unrelenting love. Yes, indeed. That's beautiful. Um, the uh, common features in all of those spiritual experiences, there's also something in them and, and maybe even the changes that we're seeing in the world that, uh, and, and this is a, a little tiny quote from your book, that rather than separating all these holotropic devo developments, integrate, and they sink, seek balance and coherence. And so in our changing world then, is that the direction for us to go personally? You know, like you say, you go inside yourself first. Indeed. That is the way. You know, things are going. We are, we are seeing on the surface, we are seeing all the collapse, all the unsustainability, all the crisis, all the dangers. And those are true. They that also happen. But there's something else happening, too. There is a movement of the human spirit, of the human consciousness, and it's being expressed in so many ways. And I have a little section and a chapter in my book which I describe how this happens in education, in business, even in politics, in various forms and ways of living and lifestyle, in ethics. We are all moving toward a, re a renewed conception that we belong together, that we are not here by chance, and this world is not a random world around us. We are born here into a world that is moving, that is evolving in the direction of greater and greater coherence. And if we don't destroy this world by short-term thinking, by ignoring this defect in us, then I think our world will also develop in this way. Nature is developing. Other species are moving in, in this direction. Complexity is there. But and, and some short-term violence is there because there's a food chain in, 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 the, in the living world. But it always serves a purpose. And the purpose is the coming together of complex systems. We call them ecologies or ecosystems. We have social systems in the human world, ecosystems in the natural world. And all these are joining together until we now have a biosphere that we are beginning to see as a complex, coherent system in its own right. And we have to conceive, consider that this is what it is and not destroy it, not destroy its coherence, because we will pay the price. When we move, um, Irvin, when we move from one system to another, um, does, does the, let's see, I'm not a quantum person necessarily, but I've, I've got this question. Does the old have to die away? Does it change? Does it have to die away? What's the process of that? There is continuity, and there is also discontinuity. Depends on what you look at. There is continuity. 
because the basis, the core of the systems that come about, they continue to evolve. Some become extinct, that's inevitably a part of the story of evolution. But the, the, the system itself, the whole evolutionary story is moving forward. And it's a, it's a, it's a love story. I'm now contemplating writing a book, I've started actually drafting, it's called the universe, Evolution, the Love Story of the Universe. Mm. And it's something that we have been discussing with the great spiritual person, Barbara Max Hubbard, and when she passed away, she asked me if I could continue doing, doing this work, and I'm trying to do that. So uh, there is something deep down in us, and I would say that if we are trying to find a way forward, it's not enough just to think it out, to intellectualize it, to rationalize it, also feel it. We have engaged some great philosophers like Arthur North Whitehead, and has been saying this for many, many years, that great philosopher first from England and then from Harvard, and saying that we, we feel the universe. What we perceive is a feeling, he said. And this is true also for this deeper perception of who we are and what the world is. We can feel that it comes together. If we can recover this feeling, and this is what I call the spiritual experience, then perhaps we'll change our way, because nothing short of a deep-seated change in our consciousness, in our entire attitude toward ourselves and toward the world will do. Everything else will be just short-term. We have to find the short-term thinking, overcome it, and understand why we are here, and that there's a higher purpose, and that we can serve that purpose. This sounds like theology, sounds like, like purely uh, spirituality, but it is now the new science, the science of correction, the science of cooperation, contrasted with the science of violence and competition. Yes, co cooperation. Uh, yeah, many of my guests on the show have been talking about that. When we feel when it comes together, um, you know, I know you were you started out as a concert pianist, and I'm also a pianist, and I I can relate that to uh, one note by itself is just that note, but when you're playing, and maybe I should say playing the the music of life there's something that happens when it comes together um and i know you can relate to that i think that comes out of your own spiritual experience with music and your own inquiry of yourself in the world well indeed loretta this is true it is if we express this in terms of the new philosophy of science we can say that there is some a whole that is not reducible to its parts. That means in everyday language that if you take a, a melody, it is an expression of the whole piece, not just its parts put together. Its parts individually don't contain that. Just the same way as a cell, a living cell, also it consists of molecules and atoms and quarks and uh, quanta, it, they are more than just an assembly of these things. It's something emerges. Evolution is something and is emergence, something that emerges. At the same time, and it expressed the opposite way, what emerges cannot be reduced to its parts. We thought we could take things apart, like a mechanism, and then somehow reconstruct it. If it doesn't work well, we'll make it work better by just putting it together in a better way. You can't take apart a coherent system, whether it's a natural system, a human being, or a society, or an ecology. These have a quality of wholeness to it, which we need to discover. And this quality of wholeness is served by cooperation and not by narrow competition, where we only have our own good in mind, where we put ourselves first and don't regard, and never mind, really, the rest as long as it serves our own purposes. We need to have that conviction, that attitude toward ourselves, toward our family, toward our society, toward our company, 
toward our town, toward the international community, toward all of humanities. This is the true. We are part of an evolving system, and that we, if we want to be a positive part, we have to cooperate, go with it, go with this tremendous wave of evolution, then we can be happy, then we can be fulfilled ourselves, other than otherwise we are just going against the tide and be getting more and more frustrated because the little good that we might produce is short-term and local, whereas in the long-term and, and the global level, things are breaking down. This is what happened today, because we have been carried away by the pursuit of short-term interest, selfish interest. It's time to get back, time to become more spiritual again, because being spiritual is, become, is being who we really are. That is the message that I want to convey in this new book. I love that message. Uh, years ago, I was in India at uh, visiting with Swamiji and Rishikesh, and I, I remember asking him, I was having such profound experiences, like you say, spiritual experiences in India. I said, how can I take this back to the United States? And he said something, a quote from Gandhi that you've got in your book, be the change you want to see in the world. Be that change. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because it's such a lovely... Well, you see, it, it's find this, I find it fascinating and important that here we are, here you are too, as well, a successful radio host, very practical person, but you have had a spiritual experience. You were in India. You can have it, of course, anywhere, but in India there are more people who are having such experiences, so the, the environment is very positive for that. So there you are. You, you too had this, became what you are through this transformative experience. Now, becoming, you know, there are two ways of to cure people. There is one is the is the is the standard medical way, the mainstream medicine. You prescribe a cure. The doctor himself or herself doesn't take the pill or the injection, doesn't go and undergo the operation, prescribes it for, for others. That's of the prescriptive way. And that's sort of the classical way of manipulating the world around us, making people and things work the way we want them to work, not ourselves doing it. The other way is the way of the artist, the way of, of all art. The artist is not somebody who instructs you what to do. The artist is who produces something, a work of art. And that work of art expresses what he or she is. And so. By, be, by beholding this work of art, we come closer, we understand something that the, that the artist wanted to express. As a musician, of course, and, and I'm sure you mentioned a pianist, um, you know that very well. It's not a mechanical way of just simply following the instructions of the composer. It's entering into his or her world, entering into that, that dynamic, harmonious, coherent world than becoming that. And that kind of a becoming of the positive things that are going on around us, of, this, of the long-term, deep-seated evolution that is going on in the world and is going on in every cell, in every organism, in every, every cell of our body also. Becoming part of that is the way we can fulfill ourselves, become whole again, and not destroy our environment so that we can live and our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren can live and flourish. That's the best way and perhaps it's the only way. Thank you so much for that. Um, I'm so uh, grateful to have you on our show today. Do you have any, uh, any last words that you wanna say to the listening audience before we let you go today? Well, I just want to say, as I've had a great experience with this new book. Because usually you have a book published and then people respond to it, if they do respond. And this time this book is not even published yet and there is a tremendous media response from all over the world. From every day I have questions that people come to me with. And yet this book is going to be published in March. So it's already, I think it's available, can be ordered, but it's, it's still, it 
touches, uh, uh, it, it reverberates, it resonates, it touches a nerve, I think, in people's thinking, in, in the consciousness of, of our species. This is what we need to do. We need to find our way to the source. We become one. We need to become one with the source. The source is in us. We are. Let me just introduce one other term as the last thing first I want to add here. We are part of a hologram. You know what a hologram is? It's a three-dimensional image that we know. But the interesting thing about a hologram is that her whole image. You could say the, all the information that creates the image is in every part of the hologram. You can illuminate any part of a holographic film or medium, and the entire image will appear. I say, and many people now, even in physics, also say the cosmos is a hologram, because all of the information that is in the world is in every part of it. So basically, it is also in us. We can recover it. We can relive it. It's up to us. We have this fantastic ability. We have a, a articulated and evolved consciousness. Let's use it, not just to seek our own immediate short-term advantage, but to become what we truly can be, a coherent part of an evolving universe. Thank you so much. Before I let you go, I, I have to tell you, and the listening audience, it'll just be a bug in their ear. Uh, in your book, you talk about super synchronicity, the one mind and the ducks. And I think it's Gary Schwartz that brings up the ducks yes. <laughs> and the geese. Um, I want to let you know that I have been inundated with duck and geese things this week. So I, <laughs> I <laughs> thank you for that. And I keep laughing about it going, oh, I'm in, I'm in the super synchronicity. It's very well, fun. <laughs> We have a next printing of the book, the new edition. <laughs> then we want to include include your geese and your ducks as well. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Anyway, uh, this is Loretta Brown. My guest today has been Professor Irvin Laszlo. His new book, Reconnecting to the Source, the New Science of Spiritual Experience, How It Can Change You and How It Can Transform the World. You need to just go and, and order this book now. You can get it on Amazon, of course. You can find out more about Irvin at IrvinLaszlo.com, and that his last name is L-A-S-Z-L-O. And so much divine and perfect love to you, Irvin. Thank you for being on my show today. Blessings to you. And, uh, of course, we'll talk to you later. And for the listening audience, we're going to take a station break. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Energy is powerful. It's all around us, mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. The most dangerous day for a newborn is her first day of life. Every 31 seconds, an infant dies from infections, pneumonia, malnutrition. But she doesn't have to die. For more than 60 years, Project Hope has been saving lives around the world, delivering medicines and supplies, giving newborns a healthy start, making sure her first day of life is not her last, because everyone deserves hope. To volunteer or learn more about Project Hope, visit projecthope.org slash newborns. Alternative Talk 1150 is your sports organization's safe bet when it comes to airing your team's games. Our players are all seasoned professionals when it comes to sports programming. Imagine your games being heard on local radio. Your team deserves the MVP treatment. Call 425-653-1150 today to learn how affordable and fun it is to broadcast your games on the radio. Call 425-653-1150 and make your next season something special. That's 425-653-1150. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show. And uh, my guest today, Irvin Laszlo, his book, Reconnecting to the Source. And uh, Irvin couldn't stay with us for the whole hour. So guess what, listeners? We've got some time. If you would like to call in, it's a sudden and an unexpected opportunity for a, uh, to talk to me, Loretta Brown, 
and to your guides and angels and maybe get a message for the new year. Who knows? For January. The numbers at the radio station are 425-373-5527 or 1-888-298-5569. And because this is unannounced, I'm going to say it again. So if you want to call into the radio station, you'd like to get a little message from your guides and angels, you need some help uh, with something, please call 425-373-5527 or 1-888-298-5569. And wow, what a, what a special treat for those of you listening. I absolutely loved that interview with Irvin Laszlo. He's a very, very delightful man, lives in Italy. And his ability to connect together these spiritual experiences as part of what he would call a science is remarkable. I'm going to really highly recommend his book. It is, believe it or not, an easy read. And I think he is a person who can take the very difficult, uh, uh, lofty things of, of quantum thought and bring them right down into the living level of our lives. I myself have had so many spiritual experiences in this lifetime that if I was to sit down and write them, it would have to start when I was a little girl. Uh, and Irvin also shares in his book how he as a concert pianist would be playing and he would play the piano for a while and then he would get up and go type. And what started to come out of him were... were I suppose you might say questions like, what is a human being and why am I here? What's my purpose? What can I do to help? And he would just write and write about them. And he came up with some really great uh, truths that fit into some of the um, thought processes of, of I, I would say, spirituality rather than religions, although you can read them in many of the um, uh, uh, books that have to do with the different religions. So anyway, I think we have a caller. We do. Sorry, okay. I didn't know if sure. your screen was on over there, but yeah. we have Dana calling in from Linwood. Hi, Dana. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Dana. Good morning. How are you? Happy New Year. I'm doing good. I'm feeling healthy into the new year. <laughs> good sleep and exercise. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just... Uh, in a transition in my life and uh, wondering how it's going to look with being my guiding angel this year. I'm kind of wanting to seek a new job and if that job takes me to a location, I, I'm just kind of really stuck on which way to go. Well, uh, your guides are very, very clear that you are up for a change. They're showing it like you're, <laughs> it's funny how they're showing it, uh, like you're in a car and there's a lot of electricity, right? <laughs> I do have a high Which, level of energy that I think is very toxic to low-level energy people. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're showing me that you need to take a turn to the left, right? In, in other words, it's time to change the direction of your life just a little bit. And I think I heard you say something about uh, negativity of people around you. You are a very sensitive person, you know, strong, empathic, sensitive person. And when you are that type, um, it, it would just simply do you well to find that quiet place within your own self, like like uh, grounding yourself. I mean, it's easy to say these things. It's not always that easy to do them when you're coll a collector of erratic energy, right? Right. So I, you're I ground by going to nature. Yes, ground by going to nature is absolutely right. And also just taking a few moments, sometimes the simplest things, breathing into the heart, exhaling and expanding your energy field. Because it looks to me like you collapse in on yourself in some way, possibly over the front of the chest, over the heart, uh, maybe letting people get on your back, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So an easy thing, you know, when you breathe into the center of yourself and then as you exhale, uh, imagine or visualize a bubble coming from the center of yourself all the way out around your body and then literally shove your energy field out. We don't want to be in battle 
with the negative energies. A lot of people are like, oh, my God, you know, there's those energies and I don't want that near me. But if we start to battle, we make it worse. So the very best thing is just to be responsible for your own space and make sure you have space around you. This, by the way, also lift the energy field above your crown chakra, right? Oh. Stretch it up, oh. stretch it down, stretch it in front, stretch, stretch it behind to the right and left of you. Long, deep cleansing breaths, ex exhaling, and it provides enough space for you to let go of trying to figure it out or needing to know. And when you let go of trying to figure it out, the only thing left is figuring it out, right? <laughs> when you let go of needing to know, the only thing left is knowing. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I and myself all the time, this is not my energy. Let <laughs> it go. Not my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> yes. That's right. And uh, But do follow through. Your intuitive heart, your deeper heart is calling to you to kind of step your game up a little bit. And what do I mean by that? By simply putting yourself in a place where your light can shine a little bit more out. And joy is your keyword. Joy. That's what I'm looking for in 2020. That's yes. right. It's your it's your 2020 keyword, joy. 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 Joy and delight. Okay, this is wonderful. So follow the the path of joy and delight and then they're funny. Your your angels are funny and they say and just tell her to roll up her sleeves and get her done. So whatever that <laughs> means. <laughs> I know what that means. That's that's kind of my character. Let's, okay, let's just get her done, get in there, <laughs> tackle the job, move on. <laughs> I think that's your million-dollar T-shirt, get her done. <laughs> okay, joy and get her done. Yeah, joy and delight. Delight, okay. Ground this yourself, put your big energy field out there, and don't take people's stuff personally. Let it go. Okay, yeah. okay. That's you know, good. we always want to fix... I do carry everybody's load. Yeah, we do want to fix everything. We wish everybody was happy. But there is a, a great honoring of another soul when we can simply let somebody uh, go through whatever it is that they need to go through to become the amazing, radiant being that they are also. And okay. uh, we often forget that. Yeah, many yeah. people do that. Does, yeah. it, does that help you? Their, their family or friends close and you feel responsible to help, but you lose yourself in doing that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Very helpful. Oh, what a blessing. You know, I want to say this for you and for all the listeners, too. You know, we're in this very ha heavy Capricorn energy right now, and, and all of this stuff hits January 12th, but the first couple of weeks and maybe even the first couple of months of 2020 are about self-care so That's what we, I read we have to begin with ourselves and uh, uh, Irvin Laszlo even even said that he says you know in order to be that change we want to see in the world we have to begin with our own self we have to take a look at ourself like why am I here who am I how do I fit into this this reality, this universe, this world, and how can I fit into it a little bit better or a little bit more holistically? So that that goes for you and it goes for all of the listeners. Begin. Bring it back in. Step out of the chaos of all that is. Find your quiet, still center. Breathe into that. Ground yourself and remind yourself that you are a being of light. You yeah. are pure love and pure joy. That's who you really are. And and radiate that out. Well, thank you very much. I'm so glad you called in. Happy and New I'm Year to you. I'm so glad to talk to you. Thank you. And <laughs> Happy New Year to you and Benny. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Dana, so much. We appreciate the call. Uh, time for maybe one more, by the way, if you want to get in. Uh, the number is 800, pardon me, 888-298-5569, 888-298-5569. That's right. And uh, this is Loretta Brown.
So we were, like I said, spent quite a bit of time today talking about what is coming up in our future. We are on a path of conscious evolution. And conscious evolution is bringing in all kinds of what um, uh, Dr. Laszlo called holotropic developments. Holotropic developments taking place in communities, in technological innovation, in the field of health, in education, in lifestyles, in the economy, and in business. And what are these developments? We're, this is where we're watching the old systems beginning to fall away because they're not sustainable. Many of them have been based on uh, selfishness or greed or, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to get ahead of the pack. I'm going to get there first. And all of these holotrophic developments have a common feature, which is that rather than separating, they are integrating. They are seeking balance and coherence. So for those of you out there wondering what can you do to make sure that your children and your grandchildren have a good life coming up, you can begin to go into cooperation, not only with the world, but with yourself and with others. We have time for one more quickie quickie, and we'll take uh, Margo from Bellevue. Hi, Margo. Welcome to the Loretta Brown Show. Good morning. Good morning, Thanks Margo. For taking my call. Yeah, Happy New Year. What can Thank we do? You. Yeah. What? So I, too, am feeling some big changes um, around the corner, mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering how things are looking for me. Um, they look really good. Um, your, your angels are talking about your throat chakra and your second chakra, uh, creativity, but opening up your um, uh, voice or finding your voice in a new way, a fresh, clean way is what they're saying. Um, you have something to offer to the world, right? Even if all you're offering is your own love and your beauty from your heart. But they say that it's time for you to begin to really pay attention to what your gifts really are. And, you know, our gifts are really just cookies on a plate that mom made and said, go share them with others. (laughs) 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 And you've gotten a little jammed up with that, which is understandable. So they they want you to move ahead. They're giving you a keyword for the year, which is blossom, blossoming, blossom. Ah, It's time for you to blossom. So that's beautiful. What what are you not doing that you know you should be doing? <laughs> oh wow, where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, don't be afraid to open that big heart of yours. Don't be afraid um, to to stand out or to stand forward. And like I say, we all we need to have some beauty and harmony on this planet. We need to have people who are loving and and cheerful and joyful and lift people up by their very presence and that would be you okay awesome yeah awesome so go with grace thank you so much for calling in and have the happiest new year margo happy new year everybody uh this is loretta brown i'm the owner of reiki oasis find out more about me at reikioasis.com and these shows are archived. You get to listen to them all the time at the original Loretta Brown Show. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye now.